Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy Saturday, listeners. Today's date is June 3rd, and we have a great episode of Daily Dose of History for you. Let's now examine some noteworthy historical events that happened on this day. On June 3rd, 350 AD, Nepotianus, a member of the Constantinian dynasty, proclaimed himself Roman Emperor and entered Rome with a group of gladiators. He was a usurper who attempted to seize power from the ruling emperor, Magnentius. Nepotianus' bid for power was short-lived, however, as he was quickly defeated by Magnentius' forces and executed. The event is significant as it highlights the political instability and power struggles that characterized the late Roman Empire. It also demonstrates the importance of military support in securing and maintaining power in the Roman Empire. On June 3, 713, the Byzantine Emperor Philippicus was overthrown by conspirators from the Opsician army in Thrace. He was blinded, deposed, and sent into exile. The conspirators were unhappy with Philippicus' policies, which included the persecution of the Orthodox Church and the imposition of heavy taxes. Anastasios II succeeded Philippicus and began the reorganization of the Byzantine army. He abolished the unpopular taxes and restored the privileges of the Orthodox Church. Anastasios II also implemented military reforms, which included the creation of new units and the recruitment of soldiers from the provinces. These reforms strengthened the Byzantine army and helped to stabilize the empire. On June 3rd, 1098, after a five-month siege during the First Crusade, the Crusaders successfully seized the city of Antioch, which is located in modern-day Turkey. The siege was a long and difficult battle, with the Crusaders facing numerous challenges such as disease, starvation, and attacks from the defenders of the city. However, they were eventually able to breach the walls and take control of the city. The capture of Antioch was a significant victory for the Crusaders, as it allowed them to establish a foothold in the region and continue their campaign to reclaim the Holy Land from Muslim control. On June 3, 1140, the French scholar Peter Abelard was found guilty of heresy by the Council of Senators. Abelard was a prominent theologian and philosopher who had been accused of teaching unorthodox views on the Holy Trinity. He had also been involved in a scandalous love affair with his student, Heloise, which had led to his castration. The Council of Sins condemned Abelard's teachings and ordered him to burn his own books. Abelard accepted the verdict and retired to a monastery, where he spent the rest of his life in prayer and contemplation. Despite his fall from grace, Abelard's ideas continued to influence medieval thought and his legacy can still be felt in modern philosophy and theology. On June 3, 1539, Spanish explorer Hernando de Soto claimed Florida for Spain. De Soto led an expedition of over 600 men, including soldiers, craftsmen, and priests, to explore and conquer the southeastern region of North America. The expedition encountered various Native American tribes, some of whom were friendly and others hostile. 
DeSoto and his men established several settlements and engaged in battles with the natives. The expedition lasted for four years and covered thousands of miles, but ultimately failed to find the riches and gold that DeSoto had hoped for. Nonetheless, DeSoto's exploration of Florida paved the way for future Spanish colonization and settlement in the region. The Battle of Sisimbra Bay was a significant naval engagement that took place on June 3, 1602, between an English naval force and a combined fleet of Spanish and Portuguese ships. The English, led by Sir Richard Levison, were able to defeat the enemy fleet, capturing a large Portuguese carrack and several galleys. This victory was a significant blow to the Spanish and Portuguese naval power as it demonstrated the growing strength of the English Navy. The battle also marked a turning point in the Anglo-Spanish relations as it led to a period of increased hostility between the two nations. Overall, the Battle of Sisimbra Bay was a crucial event in the history of naval warfare and had significant political implications for Europe. On June 3, 1608, Samuel de Champlain arrived at Tadoussac, Quebec, during his third voyage to New France. He immediately began constructing fortifications to protect the French trading post from potential attacks by the local indigenous peoples. Champlain's decision to build fortifications demonstrated the French desire to establish a permanent presence in the region and control the lucrative fur trade. The fortifications were completed in July and became known as Fort St. Louis. This event marked the beginning of French colonization in Canada and set the stage for the establishment of Quebec City in 1609. Champlain's efforts to establish a French presence in the region would have significant impacts on the indigenous peoples and the future of Canada. On June 3, 1621, the Dutch West India Company received a charter from the Dutch government for the colonization of a region in North America known as New Netherland. The company was granted a monopoly on trade and colonization in the region, which encompassed parts of present-day New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Delaware. The Dutch established a thriving fur trade with Native American tribes and built settlements such as New Amsterdam, later renamed New York City. However, conflicts with neighboring English colonies led to the eventual loss of New Netherland to the British in 1664. The legacy of Dutch colonization can still be seen in the architecture, place names, and cultural traditions of the region. On June 3, 1658, Pope Alexander VII appointed Francois de Laval as the Vicar Apostolic in New France. This was a significant event in the history of the Catholic Church in North America, as it marked the establishment of a formal hierarchy for the Church in the region. De Laval was tasked with overseeing the spiritual needs of the French colonists and the indigenous peoples in the area. He worked tirelessly to establish missions and schools, and to promote the Catholic faith throughout the region. De Laval's appointment laid the foundation for the growth and development of the Catholic Church in Canada, and his legacy continues to be felt to this day. On June 3, 1665, James Stewart, Duke of York, led the English fleet to a decisive victory over the Dutch fleet off the coast of Lowestoft. The battle was part of the Second Anglo-Dutch War, which was fought between England and the Dutch Republic. The English fleet, under the command of the Duke of York, was able to outmaneuver and outgun the Dutch fleet, which suffered heavy losses. The victory was a significant boost to the English morale and helped to establish England as a dominant naval power. The battle also marked the beginning of a long and bitter conflict between England and the Dutch Republic, which would continue for several years.
On June 3, 1781, Jack Jowett began his famous midnight ride to warn Thomas Jefferson and the Virginia legislature of an impending raid by Banaster Tarleton. Tarleton was a British cavalry officer who had been sent to capture Jefferson and other members of the Virginia government. Jowett rode 40 miles through the night, arriving just in time to warn the legislators and allow them to escape before Tarleton arrived. This event is significant because it helped to prevent the capture of key members of the Virginia government and allowed them to continue their work in support of the American Revolution. Jowett's bravery and quick thinking have been celebrated as an important moment in American history. In 1839, Lin Tse Su, a Chinese official, ordered the destruction of 1.2 million kilograms of opium that had been confiscated from British merchants in Human, China. This act was seen as a direct challenge to British economic interests, as opium was a major source of revenue for British traders in China. The British government responded by sending a fleet of warships to China, resulting in the First Opium War. The war lasted from 1839 to 1842 and ended with the signing of the Treaty of Nanking, which forced China to open its ports to British trade and cede Hong Kong to British control. This event marked a significant turning point in Chinese history and had long-lasting effects on China's relationship with the West. On June 3, 1844, the last pair of great auks was killed on the island of Eldi, off the coast of Iceland. The great auk was a flightless bird that lived in the North Atlantic and was hunted extensively for its meat, eggs, and feathers. The bird's inability to fly made it an easy target for hunters, and by the 19th century, the great auk population had declined significantly. The last pair of great auks was killed by three Icelandic hunters who sold the birds to a collector. The extinction of the great auk was a tragic loss for the natural world and serves as a reminder of the devastating impact of human activity on wildlife. The Battle of Philippi, also known as the Philippi Races, was a significant event in the early stages of the American Civil War. On June 3, 1861, Union forces led by General George B. McClellan launched a surprise attack on Confederate troops stationed in Barber County, Virginia, now West Virginia. The Union forces quickly overwhelmed the Confederates, who were caught off guard and poorly organized. The battle marked the first land action of the Civil War and gave the Union an early advantage in the conflict. The victory at Philippi also helped secure the state of West Virginia for the Union and set the stage for future battles in the region. We're grateful for your presence during today's episode. If you found it useful, please consider sharing it with those in your life who might benefit from it. I'm Amalia Dupre. And I'm Montgomery Jones. Good night for now, until we cross paths again tomorrow. This episode is produced by Classic Studios. See the show notes page for sources and credits. Check out our other podcasts in our network at classicstudios.com.